I haven't recorded any of that. Go get, go get a beer. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood, a beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? It's the only show on earth about neighborhood soccer, Indy City Football Live on 99.1 FM WQRT. Recorded live every Monday night at 5.30 p.m. at a tap room in the heart of Mapleton Fall Creek. Here are your hosts, Jason Chisholm and Kerry Burge. And welcome back to another episode of Indy City Football Live. I'm your, one of your hosts, Jason J.D. Chish. With me is Carrie. Producer slash. Sorry, Carrie, I had you muted. Carrie Bird. We've also got our assistant producer slash sometimes co-host Bud Buds Cole Street with us in the house tonight. Woo! Hey, y'all. Glad to have you back. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Carrie, for everyone who has stumbled upon WQRT on their drive through Indianapolis. What is Indy City Football? Glad you asked. Um, Indy City Football is a recreational neighborhood soccer league with a good citizenship twist. twist. In addition to wins and losses, you can also earn points for volunteering, using responsible means of transit, being good neighbors, partying, and now people like me can be non-playing team members and earn points for their team without stepping foot on a pitch. Ooh. Did you like it? I used the word pitch. No, very good. Very good. For someone who has been to one, two soccer games now, right? I went to one in Ireland for the gravy fries. And one? Nice. <laughs> one Indy 11 game. Yes. At least that's what we are saying. No, you have been. Uh, Carrie, um, along with all of those fun things you talked about, we also do play soccer. We play every Wednesday night. Six, seven, eight, and nine are the start times for our games. We play on Koontz field over on 16th street so if you're listening to this and you want to come check us out uh tell the front gate that you heard this on wqrt and you'll get in for free no price of admission what a deal um if you're wondering make sure you said you heard it on the radio if you're wondering what happened on those fields last week those pitches those pitches um, we had AC Miles Square playing the game of the week against Sporting White River. AC Miles Square wins 5-1. to one. A Tough game for White River, but not as bad as their uh, last two games where they've lost uh, a combined total of 22-1. to one. That's so, some, like quick number crunching. It and shouldn't they, have been that hard. And they still have a better goal differential than my team. <laughs> Yeah, they, they started off really hot, and uh, they just lost all their players. They can't find them. Uh, they don't show up. They don't RSVP. So if you are listening and you're a player, make sure you RSVP to these events so uh, your, your captain knows who to expect uh, to show up. So I know, Cole, you've had some issues with that, too. Yep, have in the past. My team has really stepped up this week, and I'm sure we'll talk about that. Oh, we're going to have to talk about that. <laughs> uh, last week's rivalry match was Irvington FC versus Martindale AFC. Irvington falls again, uh, two to four. Um, Irvington is the last winless team in the league. And I'm sure we'll talk about this more, though. Last week proved that anything can happen, basically. 
It was a wild week of upsets, weird things, the unexpected. Anything can happen in Indy City football. And Anything. you're going to have to keep listening this entire episode or probably more likely follow us onto our podcast to hear more about some of that stuff. Last week's uh, expansion game of the week, Carrie. It was Upper Downtown losing to Havelle CD. Zero to six. Another shutout for you, bud. Another shutout. Uh, That's like the fourth in a row, I feel like. Unreal. Unreal. Just, uh, it looks really good, but don't worry, it's not me. It's You have incredible offense and And defense. defense And midfield. I have an incredible team I play on. Um, Thank you. If you're listening, Hallville, (laughs) you've been fantastic. You've made uh, my life easy back there. So, um, favorite season so far. For sure. For sure. Also a team of almost all neighborhood folks, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, we are we are very heavily neighborhood. Uh, somewhere from Hallville, Hawthorne, but all from the near west side. I've heard quite a few people bought their house specifically to be closer to Center Greens than they moved it. Um, so Yeah, that's uh I think next year is gonna be uh, a big housing boom in Hallville. You <laughs> Maybe, heard it here yeah. first on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's moving to play for your <laughs> team, buddy. Uh, we had an awkward ending to the ICF, PICFL, TPSOGOTW. And for everybody who is listening who doesn't know what those letters mean, it's the Indy City Football Presents, Indy City Football Live, the podcast, semi-official game of the week. And now, since I said it, it has the podcast, and maybe I should make it also include the radio. Oh, man. Let's make no. it as long as we can. T-P-A-W-Q-R-T-F-M. S-O-G-O-T-W. Alphabet soup. (laughs) What happened in the end of that game, Carrie? Well, as you may know, you were playing a game at the time, so I had to present the award by myself. A beautiful trophy? Um, a beautiful, it's the most beautiful trophy. I don't know if you guys Absolutely, have seen yep. it. It's stunning. Jealous. I've never played in the game. Um, and it was unfortunately the first time that we uh, had a tie. Yeah, it was the first draw. I didn't know what to do. I wouldn't have known what to do either, <laughs> so Carrie. I, so what did you do? I pulled the one captain that was closest to me from the sidelines, and I said, hey. <laughs> and then I was like, go get the other guy. And he was like, hey, bud. And he got over there. I was like, you guys both get the trophy. And they both just stared at me. And I was like, well... Do you want to take a picture shaking hands and holding it? And they were like, no. So then we just <laughs> gathered both teams together, and I had, like, nervous sweats. <laughs> so I think in the end, everybody really wins with last week's trip. Hey, yeah, no, it's, it's a great call to include everybody. Um, congratulations to, like I was, uh, Midwest, the half this team, half that team. It's combined together. You drew, so you're now known as Midwest. Midwest was the winner of the... ICFP, ICFL, TP, And then this week's uh, ICF challenge is going to be the best TikTok video. For those of you who don't know, TikTok is a new social media app that's not nearly as good as Vine, but it's all we got now. It so. exists and Vine does not. So yeah. yeah. Maybe this is the week you uh, download TikTok if you haven't. Download, sign up for it, and uh, make a video. See what happens. Um, this week's game of the week is going to be a hot one, I think. It's Midtown FC versus Meridian Kessler United, both considered higher echelon teams in the second table. So we'll see how that pans out for them. Yeah, it's going to be, uh, I think, a fantastic game, Midtown. We can actually talk to one of their players here a little bit. Uh, You'll hear from Colton. 
you can tell us a little bit about their uh, strategy if they want to get to that top level, if they want to stay in top table two, what they're looking for this year. Everyone seems to have like a little bit of a strategy here coming into the end. You know, do I submit my points or not? Yeah. Where do I want to finish up and how do I get there? How do you? Yeah, exactly. How do you want to enter the playoffs, which we are coming up on? Mm-hmm. Um, we'll talk about the format a little bit later as well. Yes, yes, we will. Um, the expansion game of the week is going to be Real West versus Riverside City. Uh, teams not exactly close in the table. But uh, since it's the expansion game of the week, we take a team that is new to the league, their first year, Riverside City, and pit them against someone who's been around from the very beginning. Now, there is something interesting with this one. Uh, Real West and Riverside City technically have played before uh, because Riverside City is from the ashes of the old Lafayette City. So, uh, and for everyone who doesn't know, Lafayette City was around the first year, won the championship, and then immediately disappeared. Expanded, and it's uh, their Get, first year back to the league. Got to so. quit while you're on top. And uh, Riverside City, does Riverside City have this star from the original Lafayette City on their jersey? They do. Okay. They, they carry that uh, original star. All their uh, past history from that one year gets the transfer over. So That's exciting. So then the rivalry game of this week is one that I am particularly excited about. Two of probably the best... Um, Maybe the most ICF teams, if you will call it. For sure, it yeah. might not be the best yeah. soccer teams. No offense to Near East United and Irvington. Uh, but they'll be playing at 9 o'clock this week. Um, if you're, Everyone should be going to the after party, but if you leave a little bit early, maybe come back to see this game because both the Near East United and Irvington haven't been having the best season on the field, but they both have an opportunity now playing each other to pick up some points. Both being on the east side, mm-hmm. this is now a rivalry. They're bordering each other. They are. Um, I have seen some uh, almost fights between those players. Not actually, but, uh, you know, you got to hype it up somehow. You got to, yeah. I'm, I'm into it. Um, other games you might find interesting are our ICF, PICF, LTHSOGOTW. Um, it is Broad Ripple City versus Atletico Pogues Run, both two very strong teams on the field, currently at sixth and third, respectively, in the top mm-hmm. table. Both have a ton of extra ICFL points. They, they're they both, I mean, well-rounded teams in the whole way that our league needs you to be to be on top. And this is a uh, 6 o'clock game, so you got to get there early to watch this one. But it will be exciting to see who comes out on top between Pogues Run and Broad Ripple City. And both teams coming off of losses last week, right? Yeah, both they yes, were they yes. were 2-3 and three in the standings last week, going into last week. Both got, both lost, yep. dropped the 3rd and 6th, and now, yeah. I can't we wait have, to watch. We have an opportunity. Two of these teams that were projected to potentially win the league could lose two weeks in a row. They 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 definitely stumbled here coming down the front to the home stretch, but uh, two very good teams. Would not be surprised to see them draw, but uh, I would assume it'd be a very high-scoring draw. Uh, we've got another game of interest, though I'm not quite sure why. Martindale FC and Fountain Square FC. Because I have a line to fill in, <laughs> and that was the only game that seemed. Uh, well, they're all interesting. Don't get me wrong, but they are both. They're both. They're eighth and eleventh in the standings, mm-hmm. respectively. Mm-hmm. Both at risk of playing the promotion relegation now, week twelve. Yeah, they are eight and eleven in the top table. Yeah. So uh, one one misstep here, and you could see yourself in the second table. Not even. 
even getting a chance to compete for the uh, coveted star. Yep. Okay, I can see that's mildly interesting. Um, this week's after party is at AMP at 16 Tech. It's closed with IMS. It's going to be a super fun event. There are oh, yeah. vendors. There's going to be, I've heard rumors of a NASCAR. Oh. If that's something anyone is interested in. Um, it is at 1120 Waterway Boulevard. Um, there's drinks. There's foods. There's lots to do. We'll see you there. It's also quite close to the field, so you really have no excuse. I think this is a great opportunity as well, as I mentioned. You know, spend as much time as you want at the AMP, especially for one of those 6 or 7 o'clock games. But you have, do have an opportunity to go there, spend some time, and then come back and see some of those 8 or 9 o'clock That's games. What I, think, I don't even know what time my game is this week. And Carrie, you mentioned... <laughs> I'm going to go. I don't, I don't know when your game is. I don't have Nobody knows. that information. <laughs> I have all the information I have, I don't have the, the If you're times. listening live right now, please call in. <laughs> oh, wait, yeah, no, this comes out at 6.30. <laughs> you're listening at 6.30 on Wednesday, so you've already missed the start of the game. Oh, man. So uh, make your way over to Coon as quickly as you possibly can. <laughs> now, okay, you did mention vendors. I do know one vendor that will be there. Go on. People for Urban Progress. Pop, Ooh, this wow. sponsor of Hallville CD. Yeah. And I can tell you this, we're going to have our fanny packs there. I, you've been hyping up these fanny packs for I quite need, some time. I have, well, I've never heard about this. So if... For someone who has not heard about these fanny packs, can you please tell us a little bit about, maybe if they don't know about PUP. And yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, so PUP had got its start uh, 12 years ago with the RCA Dome when they uh, brought that building down. PUP's been working tirelessly for a decade now, uh, turning that material into something useful, the, the roof the material. Which, yeah. So we've also worked with Amtrak Leather and a bunch of other products. But uh, this year we got uh, an airline who probably can't be named by me at this moment, but they had a lot of uh, safety vests, you know, that popped like down. The, the people with the things. For sure, yeah. Nice. So if you get anyone, you know, hopefully no one's ever had experience with this uh, piece of equipment. It's the uh, safety vest out of an airline. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, decommissioned, so, you know, no longer is suitable for saving a life. But it is a lifesaver if you need a fanny pack. So it's a unique material. It's, it's uh, got all the original drawings of how to put on the inflatable vest already on it. Uh, it's 100% from the life vest, so using the straps. The only thing that Pup has added is zippers and the tag. So Love that. pretty cool product. Come check it out. Uh, we'll have them in person, on site, with some other cool stuff um, at the AMP and 16 Tech campus, which is also a brand new campus and uh, looks pretty cool. So, Which for those of you who aren't familiar and maybe are familiar with like the garage on Mass on the north side of Mass Ave. It's yes, pretty yes. similar. You know, there's quite a few vendors, um, food, drink. So definitely a great opportunity to come out, especially this week with and our... And get to see a new space. It just yeah. opened. I mean, it yeah. just opened uh, not too long ago. So come check out uh, the AMP at 16 Tech Campus. It's going to be a great week. I'm so excited, and I'm even more excited to introduce... No, we got a couple other things. Never mind. I know. I got I know. too excited. I know. We were very excited about this next part. We 
have the Indie Reads book drive coming up starting this Wednesday, or today, tonight, um, this game night. So if you're listening and you have books, you'd like to donate, bring them in. It's something like a point per book. A point per book. And there's no limit on the number of books you bring. No, and please make sure to communicate with your manager how many books you did bring because it is coming down the stretch here mm-hmm. quite a few people reach out to us on how their team can get more points throughout the season this is a great opportunity if you have books just sitting around your house yeah time to teacher and you have got new books for this year or whatever please bring those donate them to any reads yeah and love it help your team out yep and we also have on july 24th the kib that's keep indie beautiful clean up at riverside park so if you're on the Riverside team, or you live in Riverside, you know we play in Coons, which is right there in Riverside. It's a it's a full day. You'll have to go to KIB website to find out all the start times and the fun stuff. And I'm sure it's in our emails. It is, and it, it actually this is a Indy City Football exclusive volunteer opportunity with Ooh. KIB. So the only people eligible to volunteer here is Indy City Football folks. So that if you are a soccer player or a non-soccer player. Um, or non-soccer person, this is a great opportunity for you to uh, maybe meet some of those people that you see all the time at the after parties, but um, get a chance to, to volunteer, make Indy a better place with those folks. Now, we're not just sticking around Coons, though. We're, we're actually going through the neighborhood to do something? That is my understanding. Okay. It's, it's, it's definitely going to depend. The amount of outreach that we can do is going to depend on how many people sign up. For sure, yeah. So if you are available, and there'll be more information in the, this week's email, please uh, do sign up to volunteer because the more people that sign up, the more impact we can have on the Riverside neighborhood. You're listening to Indy City Football Live on 99.1 WQRT-FM, Indianapolis, Indiana. You know what that means. It's time to talk Indy 11 with Josh Mason. Josh, thank you for joining with us. I'm out here. You forced my hand. You, you might make beer available to me. I'll just show up. So. <laughs> I, but I want to tell you, that is the original. That is yeah. an original yes. BYB scarf. There's only I think we only made like 50 to 100 of those in total. So when you see those, that's a special thing because they, they it's a one of a kind. Truly. I don't know, I know yeah. how long you've been around. So. Oh, yeah. No, I, I've been. I've been. I know this is a very audio and now not visual kind of medium Maybe here. Maybe describe the scarf in exquisite detail. Don't do that. <laughs> I've been wearing a different scarf for every podcast we do. I have so. noticed that. Yeah, yeah. It's the original Racing Indy FC brick and Titan scarf. It is. I was probably... 12. That's funny when you think about that, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I said, it's, it's, we only made like, a, I said, we made such a few, because remember when that came out of everyone's pockets. Yeah. You know, we're fronting the money for that. I gave our own, like, hey, who wants to pay for these? And we're like staring at each other, like, oh yeah, I guess this, things cost money. Mm-hmm. And this was before a team name. That was before a Everything. team. And that's why I laugh when uh, Racing Louisville announced their name uh, in the NWSL. The Racing Louisville is the name of their women's team down there. I, so I called the president, Brad Estes, and I told him we're going to, when we name the women's team we're naming it horsepower fc just to screw them because <laughs> <laughs> said i was like really i was like you couldn't just step 10 feet away from the idea you know we're beating the drum on forever 
just let us get to our women's team. And I said, honestly, if we ever do a women's team, I'd, on record, I think you've heard us say we would like to, once 11 Park gets off the ground, to have an NWSL team, which is the top division for yeah. women's soccer. I would do another racing indie. I would do racing indie just because, just yeah, to stick not? it to Louisville and make it a rivalry. But that's just because I'm a marketer. So, hey. No, it, racing indie was always a, a fantastic name. I always loved the name. I still love the name, and that's the reason why I was so bitter when Louisville took, took advantage sure, of it. Yeah. It's like, go yeah. to your horses. Go be Keeneland. Go do something else. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't like more opportunities to compete with Louisville, too? For sure, here yeah. and in yeah. Louisville, both oh, great stadiums. Happy to fly more airplane banners over than any time you guys desire. <laughs> you guys can pick the next message. That's a story for another day. <laughs> We're going to have to get into that one. Um, now, our, the last game for Indy 11 was against Memphis 901. Yeah. Uh, one, one draw. Yeah. Uh, not, not the uh, outcome you were looking for. No. Because now we're like we're like a beautiful lamp. Looks nice in the middle of a table, which is not good. Oh. So it's a, it is a very crowded bottom six of the division. It is. And, group. It, yeah. and if you would have looked at it uh, for what I thought it would be, and if you guys saw today, we lost Cammy Smith back to mm-hmm. going back to the UK, which you know good for him and his family. I said he needed to get back for some personal reasons, which talent, a massive talent now we've lost of the team. So I don't like excuses. I always like solutions. So I'll be curious what, you know, from professional and the performance side, what we decide to do moving forward. But it's bigger than me. I just like seeing butts and seats because, man, it makes for much, much more fun on a game day. For sure, yeah. Um, as we're talking about Indy 11, they are currently sitting fifth place in the Eastern Conference Central Div- Com- Division. Yeah, it's weird because it, normally it's like all Eastern Conference and everyone else, yeah, right? Yeah. So, yeah, so like this little pocket division for now, yep. And uh, they have 16 points, and they're sitting at 4, 4, and 5. So um, next game, you guys actually have a bit of a break right now. Um, I know it's coming up this weekend. But it seems a bit longer than uh, yeah, no what you guys had been doing. Yeah, so we have oh, another game, big game, game on the sure. 24th, and then we have a little bit of a break, and then we go back into August, clearly. But uh, the guys get a, bit, a little bit of a midseason break, which means I get a bit of a midseason break, which is good. But as you know, you're never done. You're always working on the next big thing. Well, we'll so. keep you busy. Oh, I'm, I'm happy oh, to come here. Sure, yeah. As long as yeah. there's beverages, I will show Well, <laughs> I heard that in between those two games during your break, there are open tryouts. There are. There are open tryouts. And uh, I first tell you, I mean, <laughs> now we have a roster spot open. That's not hey, yeah. That's not marketing. Yeah. That's sad in some ways. But, <laughs> uh, but we do. We'll have an open spot, you know. And and it's funny. I, ran, I got my oil change this morning because I said when we work a game day, we don't have to come in early on Mondays because clearly we give a lot of our time over the weekend. And I met a Ukrainian gentleman who's like, you have open tryouts, I want to be there. And it's and I had to stop and explain to him, he looked like he might have been a fit guy, I don't know. I'm like, But I had to stop and talk to him. I'm like, you do realize this is not like a Division 4 or 5 opportunity. I'm like, this is half the guys on our team used to play in MLS a year ago or the, less than a year ago. I mean, these guys are elite athletes. So or like, they're a step away from MLS. Correct. I mean, look at Tyler Pasher, great example, right? Guy played for us, got his head right, and has really taken off. He actually played against us in the Canadian national team games. He, he played against, yeah, he played in the Gold Cup last night against U.S. in the and Canada's won a loss yeah. against the U.S. And what I saw, and they should have brought him on much earlier, because, man, he brought a lot of pace to the game really quick. The Simmies did things for us. And so, I mean, I try to remind people when they're trying out, I mean, it, it's a good thing to level set yourself versus the peer group that you're out there with. But when you really put that against the first team, sometimes there's a much bigger gap than people realize from a fan perspective of what it really takes to succeed on the field. 
What happened with the Ukrainian guy, though? Well, I offered him the opportunity. <laughs> I said, hey, I said, give me an email. I'd love to, you know, talk to you about the opportunity in more in depth. Because I said, I don't want to turn anybody away. Or, or I always want people to aspire. At a minimum, you come try out. You can at least see where you are, again, versus that peer group. For sure. Because yeah. then you can measure yourself. I say, well, if I'm not as good as the best guy here, then my opportunity to make the team might be very minimal. But the reason why we're doing it is a lot of USL2 teams, which are a lot of collegiate athletes, are finishing their season. Some of them are not going back to college. Mm-hmm. We want to provide an opportunity for them to try out because you, as, as a sports club, you don't know where your talent's going to come from. And I say this all the time in the youth level as a guy who consults a lot of soccer teams on the youth side is that you might have a 13-year-old kid who hasn't hit puberty yet, but he's an amazing athlete. He might turn into a 17-year-old who's, like, you know, not a soccer player anymore. He's lost interest in the sport. I mean, you still know what you have. And so you try to keep as as many people as you can in the pipeline to say, if you love this and you're good at it, here's an opportunity for you. And and this is a question that I honestly do not know. How There's not a draft for you guys? No, MLS has their draft, you know, coming out of college, so to speak. No, not for us. I mean, a lot of times what happens is an MLS player will get drafted and mm-hmm. put down to ESL championship based on a partnership they might have. Like yeah. Las Vegas Lights have a partnership with like LAFC, for instance. Mm-hmm. Um, we're independent, and God bless it. I love the fact we are. I don't want to be tied to MLS teams. Sure. I think when you're coming to the Indians and you're tied to the Pittsburgh mm-hmm. Pirates, like, oh, nope, you'll never be more than AAA. That's all you'll be. Yeah. I always want to aspire to be great and be independent and allow us to build our own pathway and not ever be beholden to a higher power in the soccer spectrum. I mean, that's my desire because that's what our brand should be. We're fiercely independent. You know, we joke about indie indie a lot, but I, I like that vibe for what we are as an organization. Yeah. yeah. And there, are, and as of right now, you're seeing on the U.S. men's national team. There's quite a few people that aren't taking the traditional route that like someone over in Europe does, where they go through the academy and then they yep. get played for the first team. I mean, Daryl DK is a great example of this. I'm not saying that. The next Daryl DK might be trying out for the Indy City in our open tryouts, but the opportunity is there because this is somebody who wasn't highly sought out in college, went to Virginia, played two years, got drafted in the MLS draft, didn't necessarily do very well in Orlando, and then for some reason gets called up to Burnley on their pursuit for promotion into the Premier League excels, and now he's on the radar of top Premier League teams, top clubs all around the world in the matter of like two years when he was a nobody in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. So there are people out here, especially in the U.S., where we have a little bit different of a rise in soccer Correct. that have a great opportunity with this open tryout in particular. I mean, we have teams here in Indiana, um, I think South Bend Lions, uh, Fort Wayne, Wayne FC. There's quite a few teams here that have these amateur players that just got done with the season that are in form and ready to compete for an opportunity to play for the Indy 11. And you don't, you just don't know. You can't assume. I mean, the minimum show up, take the opportunity. As you and I talked about before and last time, there's three players have made our team via an open tryout. So it's it's very possible. And I will tell you, in the very first open tryout this year, we had four players really stand out. And as you're watching the game, if you're truly a fan of the game, and I always, as you and I talked about before, it's the whole the, the American Idol, you know, mom and dad pumping you up. And you're like, mm-hmm. oh, you're a great soccer player, Billy. You should play for everyone. Well, this really helps separate what really should be out there. And as I said, there were four players that really stuck out. And I will tell you, one of them came, one of them played professionally in the USL Championship the year prior, came to the Open Trial, which I was surprised to see. And then we had a gentleman come away from Korea who knew Martin at the time, was with the team, knew his background with the K-League and came over to be in 
He's shown extremely well. I thought he had an opportunity, but he you know, made it. Sometimes you make it as far as camp, and you don't make it out of camp. Mm-hmm. And that's just how hard it is to make a team at this level. So imagine what MLS looks like. Imagine what Europe looks like. Yeah. Um, so, but you don't know where talent's going to come from. I mean, people play the game, right? Your effort in getting better is on you, right? And where you put yourself in and excel. You, you make you make your own opportunities. You show up something like this is a chance to do so. I have a really important question. Always. Now that I've been to one game, can I select the walk-on player? Yes, done. Thank you. You know, you know plenty to know enough. I know enough. so much That's about great. the gameplay. Can you at least just make her be a wine box in, the, in that? Can we? <laughs> that was pretty awesome. I, I, there's, we know some people. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I mean, at least that. If, if you can't pick the player, be the wine box. Yeah. No. They're worse things. Boda. Let's, let's put in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I box. wasn't sure. So Boda box. Well, I said, I'm not sure they're paying for, they pay for sponsorship for us, so please drink Boda box wine. If you're 21 <laughs> and plus, please drink responsibly. Responsibly. Yeah. They don't sponsor us. And thanks for mentioning Riverside. I said, it's funny. My dad grew up across the street from Riverside back when it used to be the actual, the real Riverside when it was actual the theme park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My dad was the, uh, the uh, he's long passed away, so I'll brag on him. He was the skate guard for a long time there, the roller skating rinks. So if you got busted by my dad and you're in your 70s, you're welcome. Um, but I said it. That's why I always love to see these different brands of the ICF. And I know we have talked about it a lot, but Riverside is such a cool neighborhood. And there's so much more that can be done in that area, in my opinion. That's why I love it. We also play near Koontz, where it's right there yeah, in the hood. Yeah. So I think it's awesome. So thanks for mentioning that earlier. Absolutely. Or uh, your next game, Birmingham Legion. Oh, they're good. I mean, we beat them the first game. If you saw that, it was the beach soccer game down there. I mean, their mm-hmm. field wasn't quite ready, so there was lots of sand pockets. So it was oh. like almost like they were trying to get ready, like like we taking divots. Like yeah. we're out there with you know driving practice, yeah. taking divots out of the field. <laughs> so we had sand everywhere. So we called it the beach soccer game, but we won. Arteaga scored, you know, early, you know, um, and then we were able to win that game down there. They've since, you know, they're going to escalate. They're always going to get mm-hmm. better. So. They're top towards the top of the table, and we got to go out and try to get three points. It's Keep Indy Live Night, so I don't know if you guys saw that at all, but it's really centered on our partnership and future partnership with the Indiana Independent Venue Alliance. Mm-hmm. So some of you guys may or may not know our music people. I mean, as Indy 11, we've been an arts and culture hub mm-hmm. and try to continue to be that. Uh, that's where we're partnering with them. I mean, we look at ourselves as a venue, right? So you while we don't, we don't host concerts, we host other things, but you can still be a part of what we are. So we'll have some live music as part of it. We'll have some buskers out there doing it old school. On star cases and you know doing it the right way, you know pr- and promoting music a little bit more and things we'll provide on future game days. Now only from this game, but on forward is an opportunity to win concert tickets to all these independent venues. If you're a Duke's person or a Vogue or yep. Hi-Fi yep. or Hi-Fi yep. Annex like I am, like these are places I go watch shows. I love the small bands. Mm-hmm. I love my my fish and my dead and company as much as anybody. But also like these smaller up and coming Billy Strings coming to town, for instance. I mean, there's I always hate it when I see a concert announcement and they skip Indianapolis. Oh, like yeah. come on. Oh, man, there's so many cool places you could play, and you just didn't even choose to come here. Or maybe just somebody couldn't write a check, whichever. <laughs> it would be one of those two things. But we want to make sure we're promoting live music, and we're going to continue to provide every home game moving forward an opportunity to win tickets to upcoming concerts at your favorite venues throughout the city. Cool. That's awesome. Well, Josh, we're going to have to, to pause right now. We're going to add you back on to the podcast. Uh, so thank you. Uh, the after dark version, so I can yeah, start cursing yeah, yeah, like yeah. crazy. Yeah. And I have so many curse words. I'm just holding back. Holding them in. Welcome to every Monday. <laughs> we want to hear how you really feel about Louisville. <laughs> exactly. So if you want to hear the after dark portion of this show, you have to go wherever you get your podcast and look up Indy City Football Live. Uh, you'll find us there. You can catch the rest of, sh- rest of this show uh, there. We'll have uh, more interview with Josh. We got uh, one of the referees here. We got a couple 
couple players here uh, that we're going to talk to. We'll talk about what's happening around town and do a more deep dive into the standings in Indy City Football Live. We have some important upcoming news, too. We do. If you're listening as a player, you want to make sure you, you head over to the podcast because you will get to hear firsthand, probably, maybe, from uh, how the playoffs are going to be seated. So thank you, everybody, for joining us here on WQRT. And uh, catch, us, catch us on uh, the podcast. Yeah, see you all next week. Thank you, and goodbye. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood, a beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? It's a neighborly day in this beauty wood, a neighborly day for a beauty. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? You've been listening to Indy City Football Live on 99.1 WQRT-FM, Indianapolis, Indiana. Check out the rest of the Indy City Football Live interviews wherever you get your podcasts. Whether you enjoy playing soccer or just enjoy volunteering and meeting your neighbors, you can learn more about the league or join your neighborhood team and help make Indianapolis a better place at www.indycityfootball.com. Indy City Football is neighborhood soccer for good. Live the podcast. Carrie, we're here. We're back. We're two Indy City football players. Two, not one, two but two. for one. We're hoping With that four first names among them. <laughs> we didn't tell you this ahead of time, but you guys are going to arm wrestle, and the result of a game, you're going to get three points based on this arm wrestling. So get ready. I would have done a lot more working out in the last week if I knew. This <laughs> Maybe the, yeah, the last year. There you go. So we've got John Kristoff <laughs> from Old North United. Welcome, John. Thank you very much for having me. And we have Colton Vincent from Midtown FC, longtime player. Uh, so we kind of have a little bit uh, two different. Uh, uh, Dynamics. End of the spectrum here. Uh, John, you're a relatively new Indy City football player. About as new as they come. Yeah, right. And Colton, uh, you've played for ages, right? Ages. Since like a quarter of the age of my knees feel. But (laughs) I've played for, I think, six seasons. Six seasons. Wow. So uh, let's start with you, Colton. Uh, Tell us a little bit about how you first heard about Indy City football and what your experience has been like. Don't, I mean, we're on the radio, so don't hold back. This is your chance to tell it to the commission. <laughs> so uh, when I moved to Indy, I got in, I kind of fell into a group playing uh, with the Slaughterhouse uh, kind of for some futsal. Uh, I think that's kind of how I met a, a good group of my friends here. And I don't remember exactly the link to Indy City, but a couple of people I knew played already. So um, I think I was maybe initially recruited to play by Jeff. But 
Um, it was like a fractionated team. Like Fountain Square had grown too big, and like, they needed <laughs> another home. So um, I actually lived on the west side. So I think I was uh, playing in my hometown then. Uh, but it was uh, Real West for two years right. uh, with a with a good group of friends, um, and then uh, Midtown now. So I think it's like four with Midtown and two with uh, Real West before that. Um, but it's just been awesome. Like I mean, it's like unequivocally the best. Like adult sports product like the city has to offer. <laughs> like, there isn't, like, another... I mean, dodgeball would probably be pretty fun, too, but I haven't tried that out. Uh, we've heard tell of a wiffle ball league that's pretty dope, but... Uh, Sounds good. <laughs> and if, I don't know if y'all guys have played pickleball. I've always wanted to try My handball. parents are into pickleball right now, so I think it is uncool and have no interest. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of awesome. Due to lack of interest. Yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, uh, handball, and I've... Uh, I'd like to try that, too, if there was an adult version of that. So maybe uh, Indy City handball is coming. I don't know. Now, what's a midtown season been like uh, thus far? It's been a little up and down. A lot of draws, a lot of losses. I think we picked up our, uh, our second win last week and another draw this week. Um, we've got a nice big team, so when people miss, uh, it's, it's not too big of a deal. But we had uh, you know one or two weeks short. We picked up a little help from another team, another friend. Uh, from Speedway helped us last week and everything. So um, if you're listening, Vic and Nate, show up. Um, but yeah, the season's doing, well, we're doing pretty well. Uh, a lot of fun players, a great team. Um, I absolutely love kind of the uh, what's going on with the team. We always had uh, uh, Brian's kids and Andy's kids who ball chase for us, so it's always a good vibe. Right. And uh, those were some of the first kids who signed up as non-players. I, I saw so them walk in in their uniforms. Always, they have always. uniforms. Their kits. And they're their actually kits. earning points for the team. And, uh, like, if any other teams hear this, seriously, if we're losing by a goal late in a the game, they will stand behind our goal and, like, fetch balls yes. quickly. Like, pay attention. Like, there is it's strategy involved. Idea. It has helped. We have gained more than a point off in, like, two or three seasons. So. If you're on do Garfield it. AC and listening, please do not expect me as your non-playing member to do that. Yeah, it do will it. take Take more time than if you got it yourself, I promise. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, and in the six years that you played, what's what's been uh, a moment that has stood out to you, either for better or worse, if you go one way or the other? I don't think I will ever have, uh, um, like, even, like, even when I play, like, really organized, like, you know, sports, like, I mean, like, even a state championship that I was barely a part of. When I played three games in a row, through into the darkness, <laughs> in the rain, thinking that changing my socks or my shorts would help, no, no. <laughs> it was not worth trying to like change in a porta potty in order to try and be dry because the second you step back out onto the field, you were wet. You were like, oh yeah, we have two, another game, and if we win, we have another game. Um, but winning the winning the trophy that night, and yeah, right. still another shout out to Mapleton for handing me a bottle of champagne afterward. Because <laughs> <That's amazing. laughs> I mean, like it was like I, it was just like surreal. It was like it was just raining, and everybody was like just hurt and sad. And, like, <laughs> it, but it was like, and then we won, and everybody's just was better. Like you know, right, right. people didn't hurt for 15 minutes. There, you know, That's the concussion didn't hurt as bad. <laughs> no, it was awesome. Definitely the best moment. Yeah, that that sounds like a ton of fun. Uh, John, uh, this is your first season here with uh, Old North United. Tell us a little bit about uh, your uh, somewhat new to Indianapolis, right? Tell us yeah. where you come from and how you uh, got involved. Sure. Uh, so I'm from the south suburbs of Chicago. Uh, I went to school in Indiana, uh, met my now wife there, and we both moved to Indianapolis for, for jobs. Um, that was you know, about three years ago, I think, three and a half years ago. Um, and my Indy City football story kind of begins with my soccer story generally. So I was very sports starved during pandemic season 
and uh, my Twitter feed was blowing up in June about the Premier League because the Premier League was more or less the first sport that came back. Yeah. And I had <laughs> just never past. really given... It's just one of those things where I just never really gave soccer much of a chance in my life. Didn't have a lot of soccer fans as friends and things like that. But I wanted to watch some sports, so I turned on the Premier League. I don't remember who, what teams were playing or anything, but I turned it on and I was just like mesmerized somehow. There was just something about the positioning, the patience, the, the technicality. I was just really into it pretty immediately, and this like soccer obsession just started building really quickly, and the more soccer people I find, the more common that contagion seems to be. It's so great. Um, And after some time... um, I was like, I want to be a part of this. Like, I, I have no reason to believe that my eye-to-foot coordination is good, but I want, to be part of, I want to be part of a soccer team. I want to know what it feels like to be on a soccer field, because I haven't felt that since I was about seven. Um, and so I've just kind of been on the lookout for different soccer things uh, in the area. And my wife, uh, Andra, who's now a non-player member of Old North United, um, found someone mentioning this on ND City Football on Reddit. Nice. Uh, oh. Earlier earlier this oh, year, in like Reddit. February or March. Uh, so Reddit advertising goes a long way. <laughs> um, and I, I, I Googled it. You know, I found the website. I found old blog posts with like power rankings that yes, are sort yes. of analytical, yeah. but not that serious. Yeah. I found the, the Twitter banter between different teams, and I'm like, this is exactly the type of vibe that I nice. that I want. I want to be a part of this, and the closer I've gotten to it as the year has gone on, the more I've just fallen in love with what this league has become and what people mean to each other, and we're serious, and, but like also not serious and competitive, but not really competitive. It's It's been great. Sweet. What a great meet cute. I got a little weepy. <laughs> also, is the Reddit thread maybe how we got our Lithuanian user? Or that listeners? may be it. I don't know. We didn't technically drop any bones on Reddit advertising, so it was all organic. Maybe that's how yeah, we got that organic. BYU like senior to come over to Indiana and play Indy City and run past me a couple times in a game to make me feel <laughs> Who knows? I was like, man, I thought I was fast. <laughs> the universe is broad. That's funny. And so uh, you've gotten to know this. I mean, so you've been here how long you said yeah about three years three years so a year and a half of that has been during the pandemic Pandemic, yes so you were really just kind of getting to know the city what are some uh, ways that you've gotten to know indianapolis through the uh, the league and and your teammates sure um i will say the the after parties that that we do that's just very uh intentionally spread out across the city has been great because i've just gone to parts of cities that i haven't really been before so even just week one um uh, what was it, Daredevil yep. Uh, in, yep. in, in Speedway. It was like, I had no idea that the street existed. I just had never it been out when way. I moved here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I lived right true. down the road. Valid. <laughs> um, so I've, I've gone to different places that I just haven't been before because I hadn't really had a reason to. Sure. So I've just become more intimately familiar with how neighborhoods are connected with where you know, some, you know, residential places begin and commercial places end and, and things like that. Just become more familiar with the city, um, kind of geographically, how it, how it feels. Um, and also just meeting different players, you know, like Colton here, who's like who was on Real West and went to Midtown. So I'm also learning about people's stories as well and how one neighborhood made sense for them at one point in their life and then they had a life change and now they're over here and that's kind of reflected in the colors that they wear on Wednesdays. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so also learning about how different communities mean different things for different people. Sure. Um, 
yeah, those are those are the two things that come to mind the, the most. That's awesome. Now I I'm just gonna put a pin in this. Uh, a little bit later, we're gonna have uh, Doc Miller. Uh, who's a referee for the league. We've never had in three years a referee on the podcast or on the radio show. Uh, so I want you guys to think of, like, try and think of some stumpers. we got to ask some questions uh, uh, to him. But um, while you're doing that, um, what would you tell someone who um, – I'm going to split this out into two because you're new to soccer and you're a, you're an old soccer soccer hag. You're an <laughs> yeah. old soccer. I, I, just my exposure. Like, I followed soccer for like 12 years way too closely. So like the level of exposure is just too high. <laughs> so like if you like if you if you talk to me at any time any day during anything, I'm probably just going to be like, yeah. So about my my favorite soccer thing from that I saw today. Yeah so, right. Yeah. So so Colton, as a, as a super soccer enthusiast, what would you tell someone who maybe uh, might think? Uh, you know, maybe this is not going to be as a competitive experience as I could. You know, I want to relive my high school days and and kick people for fun. Why would you tell them to to play in a neighborhood-based uh, soccer league? The uh, the like <laughs> the comparison with other leagues is is so like steep. Like I've had fun in moments in the other leagues and everything, sure. but. The level of care taken, I think, is just so lacking. I mean, like, whether it's, like, some egregious stuff happening on the field or, like, maybe some some of that, like, kind of glory days, like, you know, dangerous behavior or something sure. like that, um, all the way to just, like, complete apathy of, like, you know, of a referee or, like, mainly, like, referees not showing sure. or actually not looking up. I mean, like, <laughs> like the product is, is just the exactly what you get when you get there and make of it yourself. Mm. It's, like, kind of just like that. So it can be bad. It can be good. Um, but there's just so many different things, like elements added when, when it comes to Indy City football. I mean, the first thing that I liked was like, oh, yep, colored jerseys, they're neighborhoods, there's rivalries, um, and a lot of it. And, um, and, you know, a lot of teams still have a lot of their people who live in those neighborhoods, or it's even better when they move. Right. I, mean, I just talked to some of the Near East a lot this year, and I remembered, I was like, oh, I, oh a lot of you are on Old North. And they were like, oh, yeah, some of us moved. Or, and I've heard the same thing from a lot of people. It's like, oh, I played on the same team for three years, but I moved, like, after the first year. So I always wondered, and I'm kind of in the same boat. I'm like, right, oh, right. like, oh, what if I wear a different color next year? <laughs> but, um, it feels like a big deal because yeah. it's like a whole season. Yeah, and there's, like, always like the, the small things added in. It's, uh, it's like I was uh, talking about the Premier League kind of has, like, elements of, like, narrative that are deeper than, like, what happens on the field. People who don't like each other, coaches that don't like each other and all that. Sure. So, like, Indy City even has its own little narrative between the like off the field with like the wind fountain Everyone square brewery Aaron Morton. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah nice orange microphone dude <laughs> no when like when fountain square brewery sponsored baits and there was like right. a little like right. it was like, a thing every time that happens i'm totally there for same, it right same. i have fabricated a, a fake rivalry with meridian kessler just i think we overlap but just because one of my best friends plays on mku nice. shout out we play on wednesday so john i hope you're ready hey, oh. Oh, that's exciting. Uh, but, uh, but yeah it's just like it, it just doesn't compare yeah it's like if you want to kick a ball around yeah like there's there's leagues for that and it's sure. fun either way make it what you will but here there's just a, a product that's like being offered and that's not even mentioning like the the, the good that's done for the city sure through the league so sure. that could, you could go on for days now on the flip side of that as a new soccer player what would you tell someone else who really hasn't spent time playing soccer like what is compelling to you about you know the indy city football 
Yeah, what I've found is, like, if, if you're interested and you're, you know, interested in running around, like, there is a there is a place for you. And even if you're not interested in running around, there is a place for you in in, in this league. Shout out, Carrie. Shout Ooh-hoo. out, Carrie. Um, I will not chase your balls. <laughs> which, which is actually a great question. You said your wife is a, yes. a non-player. How, what has that experience been like for her? Yeah, it's it's been it's been good so far. So, I guess I'll take a step back a little bit. So, again, half of our time in Indianapolis... Uh, thereabout has been, you know, tainted by the pandemic a little bit. Sure. And before that, there's like some grad school experiences that we had, and so we haven't had a lot of time to like build community sure. in a new city. Mm-hmm. And Indy City Football has kind of facilitated, like for me especially, being being a player, and but but a little bit for 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 her as well, has allowed us to feel connected in a kind of way that we hadn't been. Yet there's a structure, there's a shared activity, there's a shared interest that people have, whether that shared interest is the soccer itself, whether that interest is, you know, trying to be good neighbors. Um, You know, we're we're doing this uh, um, Riverside, you know, cleanup Mm -hmm. uh, event with KIB, you know, this Saturday. And that like that's the type of thing that like my wife has been looking for that kind of thing to like find a group of people. You know, not just random collection of strangers, like a group of people to kind of graft yourself into and, and do something good for the community. It's something that she's into. It's something that I'm into. I'm also into the soccer, so that works out well. <laughs> um, you know, and, and like, and even if you're not great at soccer, again, like I, I hadn't played soccer since I was like seven. And am I bad? Yes. You can ask my teammates <laughs> about that. Um, but like, it, it works out because also, you know, we need substitutes, and 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 if you're just if you're interested and just running around learning how to kick a ball, soccer is like soccer. What I've found is that the soccer community generally, and I would say the soccer sport is just a very open arms like sport and community to um, just get involved with. And I think part of what it makes NBC City Football great is it kind of captures that those 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 what I would say are, are soccer's best features. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Well, we're going to wrap it up here for the radio show, but hopefully you guys can stick around and uh, go hog wild on the podcast <laughs> where there are no rules. No rules on the podcast. Carrie likes to say the lewd part of the show. I said it one time. <laughs> Coming for you, Doc. That's right. So we're going to have uh, we're going to have Doc on here next, and uh, we'll see you guys on the back end. Thanks, guys. Much love. Thanks for having us. Thank you. And we're back. We're here for an exclusive interview with Indy City Football's very own head of referee relations. Doc, we're so excited to have you. Thank you very much. I'm equally excited to be here. (laughs) Now, I have to say, I pointed out to someone last week, after we were grumbling, maybe after a different referee, that you have not refereed a game for Garfield AC yet. Not my fault. I, I, Who schedules that? What's the deal? Actually, I do, but but I've wimped out now that I'm over thirty. Okay. And I have <laughs> a, just a shade over just thirty. A shade, and I and I have a knee that is planning on joining its brethren in the land of titanium. Oh. And so when it acts up, I'm forced to uh, act like the senior citizen that I soon will become, <laughs> and you know, get in the oxygen tent and start the IVs and all the blood pressure medicine. <laughs> unfortunately, that happened one or two. Fortunately, the cadre arrests we have are just extraordinary guys yeah. all well experienced lot years and years playing soccer so when i wimp out they are quick to step up and are happy to make the money that i formerly would have made <laughs> <laughs> that's so a, great a wiener 
Well, uh, how about you tell us a little bit about your experience refereeing? Um, I've been doing this 20 years and absolutely love it. Um, I'm, I founded the league in Greene County Soccer in 19... Oh my gosh, 97. Ran that for 10 years and then moved to Indianapolis and immediately said, well, um, I'll play. And played for a little while and then realized that uh, though I had the will, I did not have the musculoskeletal system to sustain it. And so from that point, started to do refereeing more. Loved the sport to death and, and do it all arguably for the kids, um, including the kids that play in Indy City football. I love it. You know, we had a player this year. He was born in 1954. Really? Yes. Yeah, I've seen some guys that have more gray hair and and, and significantly more wrinkles and, and more dementia on the field than I do. So it's been great. Yeah, was you can tell they're the ones that drool more than I was do. Was it the man who printed his barcode? Uh, no, that man is under 40. <laughs> that man is my hero. <laughs> uh, I'll let Andrew Gowdy know you shouted him out. <laughs> yeah, it's all for the love of the sport. And, you know, this is just such an extraordinary league, as we said earlier. I just, the only thing I wish is that I could still play, but uh, as I confessed, I was a dirty little player, emphasis on the word little. Because <laughs> when you don't have skills, you make it up for an enthusiasm. That's and, right. Uh, so that's why I became a referee, I think, so I could finally figure out what it was I had been doing wrong all those years. <laughs> now, if you woke up tomorrow and, like, it's a Zac Efron movie situation type with your high school body again, um, which team would you be playing for? Oh, gosh, that's a great... You know what? I, In our I, league, no, no professional. You know, my ego tells me that I could play for anybody because I'm, I was better than most of everybody out there. However, the facts are that I've been so impressed with all of the teams. Um, actually, the team I play for, what's, uh, what's the uh, expansion team that we talked about earlier? Uh, Hallville? Is that no, no, no. The one, the, the one my friend played. Maples? Uh, the one with the super, the super female player. Oh, Martin Daly. Yes, Martin, I would yeah. play for them because I've seen their lead female player, who I've met several times and become an acquaintance. I play for them because she kicks butt, and I would rather play with her than against her because <laughs> turning you into a human corkscrew is not my idea of fun, and I've seen her do that on several games. So yeah, that would be the team I'd play for, no question about it. Now, I in my pre-interview research, I learned uh, that Doc is a is a West Sider, so if he didn't have the choice, it was just being assigned, he'd be on Old Speedway. Speedway, yeah. 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 It's funny, I looked at the map and said, how come, it's like Columbus, you know, does the world end right here at 460? <laughs> yes. Yeah. For those of us that are a mile farther west, <laughs> you know. Sorry, bud, you're outside the yeah, wall. so I'm outside. I, I Speedway, unquestionably. I've just been impressed with, with the quality of play, and again, I know it's kind of a pseudo-recreational league, but oh, I'm just amazed, you know, every, every time I referee a game, there's always two or three plays that just, your jaw just drops, you know, passing is pristine. Now, what does pseudo-recreational mean? Does that mean, like, we're kind of having fun? <laughs> no, no, the fun's, <laughs> the not, fun's not Recreational real. as in, I keep saying to these guys, remember, gentlemen and ladies, tomorrow you have to get up for work, and those of you that have significant others, they don't do well when you sit there and moan and groan, and it's not a pleasure. <laughs> right. Now, uh... The referee, one of the things that's unique about any city football is that the referees are, you know, they're out there, you know, refereeing college games and high school games and whatnot. What's the range of players that you're refereeing throughout? The week. Well, you know, oh my gosh, you no, know, Riley Cheatham, who's just one of my favorite human beings who works with it. You know, Riley's doing high school, Riley's doing some, some you know, higher end games. Uh, Ray Som, who is our former mm -hmm. coordinator, who's a dear, dear friend with the league many years. You know, Ray's doing, now in Illinois, Ray's doing some higher end games. Um, you know, most of the refs have a lot of experience in, in all ages. For those of us that are wimps like myself, you know, U8, U10, U12, <laughs> um, you know, it's mostly can you keep up? 
And, you know, in my game, you know, under 12, they're so fast that it's not fair to the kids if you can't keep up and referee a good game. But, you know, the other guys, Luca, Yosef, uh, Ahmed, Elaine, um, you know, the, those are guys, they're quick and, and they, you know, they, they do great. Yeah. Now, be honest. Who gives you a harder time, the 10-year-olds or the Indy City football players? <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, one of the things I joke is that referees, we have two cards in this league. I have three cards. Obviously, for those of you familiar with soccer, the red card is the most significant. It's a send-off, and that means you're gone. We have the yellow card, which is a caution. For ICF, I have the I'm calling your mother card. <laughs> and basically, that's if you're naughty and you upset me, then I have everyone's mother's phone number, and I have no trouble calling her and telling her that you're misbehaving and then allowing her to apply the appropriate punishment. And I've, I've actually said that in a couple of games. Keep this up. I'm calling your mother. I'm not going to put up with this one. <laughs> now, Doc's been with the league, I think, for six years. Amazing. Yeah, I started in uh, Arsenal. Is that six? Yeah, or? yeah. yeah six. That was uh, season two, I believe. So maybe seven years if you count. Uh, depends on if you count the pandemic here or not. I love how Jordan's looking at me like That's I would know this history. <laughs> I was there when we had the inflatable soccer goals. Oh. Do you remember those? Oh. The inflatable goals where, you know, a shot would come and the goal would collapse and it was like god that's a pretty enthusiastic way to score you know you hit it instead of fireworks or a score the gold just drops to the ground but yeah what, what is is there a moment in those six years that stands out to you really not R really not every time every time i referee you know and this year we're doing four games instead of three I, I just have the greatest time i mean for those of us that again are former players that can't anymore it's just so much fun to watch great soccer and and every night there is some epic it's like golf you know they say that in any given round of golf even the worst player has one shot worthy of a professional and i see that in, in any given game and they're 26 minute halves I see plays, passes, moves that any any soccer professional would have been proud to call her own. We have some great players. Yeah. And then we have people that are just out there purely recreational. I think that's the great part. It's, it's not homogeneity, it's heterogeneity. You've got good and bad, but everybody seems to be having fun, except for the ones that whine, but that's a difference. <laughs> we'll save those for the podcast. We'll save those for the podcast. Well, Doc, thanks for coming out and uh, talking with us tonight. Uh, hopefully you can stick around a, a few minutes and, and talk with some of the players who've uh, concocted some questions for you for the Absolutely. podcast. Absolutely. Count me in. There's nothing I like better than lying. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, thanks for coming out tonight. Thanks, Appreciate it. We've got a lot more great content for you guys about neighborhood soccer and some other things. We are here with John and Colton and Doc, Hello. our previous guests from earlier in the podcast. We're here to give you um, some score updates, shoot a little shoot, and see what happens. Yeah, it's going to be a fun portion of the podcast. Um, we're going to start with some League Talk version 2. This is going to be um, stuff we did not cover earlier. So uh, we're going to go through the rest of the scores from last week. Um, the first game we'll cover was Marine Kessler United 4, FC Found Square 1. Darius United 1, Mableton FC 2. Uh, you should do this next one. Sporting here in Morton, four. Garfield AC, nothing, but let me tell you, <laughs> it was a good game. You watched it. We looked fierce. You guys looked good. We had a lot of really close chances. Their goalie's quite good. Oh, yeah, he is. Um, we, it was, we did not feel bad about that game. I think Garfield's goalie, who you had in that night, was, was very good. Yep. Um, you definitely got into Heron Morton's head a little bit. They were a little worked up, I think. But, uh, but 
You did lose at the end of the day, but felt very good. Right? I felt, I mean, I it's felt a respectable great. performance. Thank you. Yeah. I worked very hard. You did. Personally. You you watched the entire game. I this watched time. the entire game except the last two minutes. Oh, yes, yeah. Um, the other game uh, we'll talk about real quick is Hallville CD was six to Upper Downtown FC zero. So we talked about that game a little bit earlier. You can rewind this and let's do the beginning and you'll you'll hear all about Hallville versus Upper Downtown. So since we have uh, Doc with us, he's going to go over Field 2, which he refed last week. And he remembers perfectly all the games, right? The, the beauty of being a referee is that none of this means anything to me. Um, that's the beauty is, is I just call the game according to the laws, so scores are meaningless. Uh-huh. And, and the best part is that when you get over 30, dementia sets in. So thank you for having the names in big print so that I can read them with my specs on. Um, uh, field uh, First game, Mass Ave United against Old Speedway City, of which I am a member, at least in spirit of Speedway. That was a 2-2 tie. Um, I tried to massage it towards Speedway, but was unsuccessful. Uh, Riverside City. They got a late goal in that game, they didn't did. they? They did. Yeah. Oh, yes. I remember watching that and thinking, go, go, go. A um, late equalizer yeah. always feels like a win. Yeah. Well, it, it was hard to hold that guy back and still be referee, but I got away with it. No one saw the manager. Did. So, yeah, I was happy with the 2-2 tie. Uh, Riverside City, Broad Ripple City was a 2-0 game. Another great game. It was. It was. My recollection was the games were great. No one offered me any money to massage the scores, so that's why that one went down 2-0. Uh, Real Fletcher Place and Atletico Pogues run was 2-1. An upset. It was, and the game of the week, AC Mile Square against Sporting White River. Um, and it's funny because one of my favorite players is on Sporting White River, and I watched him, um, without mentioning any names, just not have a good night, and that's why that team went down 5-1. Um, and again, at that point, I collected my money, and I went home. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Colton, can you tell us a little bit about your game? So we had the... Uh, help me out with the name of this uh, game of the week here, the uh, podcast, podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Podcast, you had the ICF, the ICFL, Exactly, exactly right. So in that uh, big match of the week, we had Midtown uh, versus Real West. And another, it was actually a double rivalry, as they're the only two teams I've ever played for in Indy City football. Um, Whoa. was a tight match. Um, they, uh, I think we were on the front foot, but uh, we went down a goal, and... Uh, they had a great performance from their goalkeeper. And we ended up equalizing late. Um, yeah. Like I said, feels like a win, but uh, sure. we haven't came across too many wins this season. So uh, I know we'll take the points where we get them. Hey, and you guys get to share in the ICFP, Exactly, LTP, yeah. So, exactly. We cut the, we cut the, uh, the beautiful trophy in half with a hacksaw after the game. Um, it's already glued back together. And now you guys week. are you're going as Midwest. Perfect. Exactly. So, <laughs> We're Midwest. Yeah, the Midwest goes in the book as winning this week's... Uh, Exactly. Big game. I'll just Exciting say that. Exciting match. So. And then, uh, John, a little bit about Old North. Yes. Uh, Old North United played Bates Hendricks FC. And the final score was 2-1 in favor of Old North United. Uh, it was, I would say it was a pretty good game. From a neutrals perspective, probably the best game, I think, that Old North has played this year. Uh, we got off to a really good start. Uh, had an early goal. Um, the match kind of evened out from there. Bates Hendricks had just a stellar uh, goal 
um, beating the goalie at the near, at the near post. He did. Uh, I do remember seeing that. I do just, remember seeing that. It was one of those goals where you just can't be mad. Yeah. And you just yeah. have to score another one. Um, then it was it was tight the rest of the game, and then uh, Old North got the winner with about three minutes to go, and that was very exciting for the team in purple. Um, a memorable game for us because we had a. Uh, uh, a new person in in goal who normally plays like a central midfield kind of role for us today mm-hmm. because he ran a marathon or a half marathon <laughs> the Saturday <laughs> before and his calves were sore. Uh, but he 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 did have. Does a, he a become good game. the the new full time? You know, after goalkeeper now? after this kind of game, like I'd have to give it to him if 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 he wants it. I feel like that's what the team would have to do. He did huh. have a good game. Sometimes you just gotta force the keepers into the net. I mean, sometimes he you takes know. a marathon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Cole, do you want to tell us a little bit about your game last week? Nothing of note, I'm assuming. Yeah, so uh, South Side Soccer Club finally got in the win column against Intermonon. Um, big game. Extremely proud of my team. Um, we are leading the league in uh, <laughs> soccer, ICF soccer translated points. We're about third overall, but... You know, we've, we've got great vibes, and I think that that's propelled us late in the season to make a run here, not just for the League Two championship, but I think we're going to make a run against Hallville here, uh, try to compete for this League One trophy. Uh, we got the team vibes. Like, I honestly think that if someone m- made, like, a dirty foul against my team, everyone would try to fight that person. That's just the type of love that we have amongst each other from all the after parties that we've done. Um, so, document might have to deal with something like that, but uh, we definitely got each other's backs, and I think it's finally translating onto the field. We're finally figuring out what who should play what position. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just loving it. We would, we would gladly accept a rematch with Southside. You know, I have to interject real quick, because that's yeah, one of the yeah, things yeah. as a ref that I see, and I have a very dear friend of mine, and it's her first year in this league, and one of the comments she made was that she is just absolutely thrilled to do this because she said in the in the couple weeks, whatever, how many friends she has made. She said, we've started going out to all the after parties. She said, and she looked at me and said, this is just fantastic. And she was just so effusive and bubbly in her praise. And, you know, it's neat to see that someone who just comes into the league for the first time, and that's the impression that the league needs. Like, or leaves. It's just great. You know, this is a big social network, and yeah, the soccer is great, and she's a very talented female player. Forget female player. Yeah. But it was neat for her to do that, and her two friends that happen to be females also. Um, so again, I compliment you all as, as players and as teams and whatever. You know, as a referee, our job is to just follow the laws and try and be fairly sociable and make sure that everyone's mother knows what their children are up to. And, yeah, yeah. You know, otherwise, no, it's, it's that's the fun about refereeing is, you know, there, there's a certain amount of whining going on, but gosh, it wouldn't be a sport if it wasn't a lot of wine. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, well, we, we thank you for that, Doc. I mean, know, knowing that's what kind of uh, NDC football is all about is, is right up with what uh, we do. Well, it's an evolution. It's I think evolution. I think the whining just shows that people care. You know, oh, like yeah, it's all about caring. If you didn't talk to the ref or you didn't talk to their team or whatever, you just you're just showing up and you're leaving. But I think the people that are maybe they're asking questions, but they might not be as nice because they're in the zone. But those people are there just you know they're 
they're just generally invested with what they're doing in the moment. Oh, yeah. yeah. And refs never, ever take it personally. That's, you know, after doing this 20-plus years, and my colleagues, most of whom, you know, Riley Cheatham and, you know, the other boys mm -hmm. that are out there certainly have done it as long. We don't take it personally. You know, listen, I coached, and, and I can recount a thousand times where I was just furious with the refs, and as a player. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's that's the part. And though it was funny, because last week I had someone come up to me, and it was a particularly three or four tense minutes, and they said, you know, I'm very impressed how well you handle being hated. <laughs> <laughs> well, are you uh, are you guaranteed to uh, to ref the final game? Uh, no, there's no guarantees. Though since I make the schedule, I will. Okay, so <laughs> we all know who's uh, wheels to grease here. Yeah, we um, try and keep it equitable. You know, the guys that I work with, and and again, none of us does it for the money. It's for the love of the sport, truly. And it's not that we're not we don't appreciate the compensation, but you know, I mostly am trying to keep it equal. You know, we have one of our numbers, uh, Oppo, who's an extraordinarily skilled ref. You know, he's back in his motherland in Turkey, so mm -hmm. Oppo's gone for four or five weeks, and, you know, Elaine is going to be doing some stuff. But, you know, ideally when it comes time, then that'll be a matter of, you know, who needs games, who's yeah. not equitable, and, you know, just making sure everybody's got it. Huh. The other question is, are we going to have two referee system for the championship games as we've had in the past on occasion? Yeah, I think we need to up that to or three or four. I, I, mean, I like the two referee system in, in the championship games, but... V-A-R, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think if we had um, three refs, two on the sidelines, one in the middle, I mean, it can make things go a lot easier. Yeah, but the, the mystery is, is half the fun. Now, oh, true, true. The, the infamous, are you blind? How could you miss that when I'm five foot two and the guy in front of me is six foot four? And it's like, listen, buddy, unless you're the invisible man or made of glass, that was a call I wasn't going to see. Yeah. Because everybody sees the calls the referees don't. Of course, of course. And um, well, we have one more game to talk about. Uh, we talked about this one a little bit earlier too. Irvington FC fell to Martindale AFC two to four, and that wraps up all the games from last week. If we go into a nice standing deep dive. Speaking of deep dives, that's what Garfield Park has done this year. Has done a from first to. What, third from the bottom? I don't know. You know. That is a good deep dive. Listeners, since this is a podcast and not a television show, thank goodness, uh -huh. you can't see this incredible 24-colored line graph. This is a line graph, right? Yeah. Yeah. That Jason yeah. brought. I see that. And it shows this beautiful dark green that starts out so strong, climbs week two to being tied for first, undefeated. And then they just really plummet. <laughs> and you know, that's what happens when you don't win any games after your first two. <laughs> that's what happens when you have the easiest strength of schedule yeah. at the beginning of the season. Oh, I love it. So, so what I would say is our team has a lot of fun. And that's it is good. still very fun. And you but guys, it's, we looked good last week. I you think did, we could you did. be like, like a late season break. I haven't seen anyone outside of you at an after party in a while. And I'm always there because my team's winning the social points. So I challenge Garfield Park. You missed the like the eight in. of us that came in after the last game. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I also would like that if more of my friends on the team came. <laughs> I'm always there. There's like 25 people on your team too. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, and as the season's uh, winding down, it's important to get out to these after parties, to these after events, and uh, collect as many points as you want, unless you're like Cole and you want to gauge where you are and, and you're trying to aim for a certain spot. So a close eye on, let's just say I'm keeping a close eye on where our current standings are and where we want to be. Well, you're sitting right next to the team, a member of the team right up in front of you, Old North. 
Fight, um, fight, fight, fight. <laughs> we will in about a you know week and a half. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the uh, the coveted Compass Cup. This is an impressive graph. It really is. I was looking at the team, so I kept saying, God, this looks like my income during COVID. (laughs) No, no, we we can do that right now. Yeah, yeah. So speaking of the Compass Cup, we wanted to, for those of you who might have gotten a notification this morning or Monday morning from Sports Engine, the Week 7 rainout games have been rescheduled for the week of August 4th. Um, So... The same game you're going to play the same times to keep it equitable on you know how how many games you're playing at seven versus eight versus mm-hmm. nine, um, and just we we tried we did our best to begin the season to kind of balance it. Um, the reason why we chose the week seven games instead of the week three, um, as we've gone on later on the season, we've seen that the games that were scheduled for week seven were going to be the most impactful in the standings. A lot of teams that are very similarly. Uh, in the standings are, are playing each other. Um, some of those include Hallville versus Sporting Heron Morton, yep, which as yep. we are recording today are the number one and two teams. Yep. Um, and then we also have the what was going to be the second week, now the third week and final week of the Compass Cup now moved to week 11. Um, so we are extremely excited to, on August 4th, to crown the winner of the Compass Cup, oh, which yeah, is sponsored yeah. by PUP. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think... That is going to be Old North, Near East, and uh, Real West um, Southside Soccer Club are going to be playing on that August 4th for the final week. Um, no, it's going to be a night nice, because it's back-to-back weekends now with the uh, makeup day. So um, week 11 and week 12 will both be Compass Cup. All four teams are playing each other. Yep. And um, really excited to see who's going to come out on top of that. I mean, we didn't plan this in the beginning for all Compass Cup teams to be in the second division, but it kind of shaped out that way. So we're really are going to be coming down to the last day to see really who's going to win this trophy. So it's extremely excited. Um, we haven't really announced this, but we do need to figure out what a tiebreaker would be in the event of a tiebreaker. So I think... A fight to the death. Yeah, okay. And then it's agreed upon. <laughs> Doc can officiate. Yeah, I'm kind of <laughs> fond of... Full contact bingo myself. Oh, into it, into it. Yeah. I mean, Cole, I know you're familiar with the rules, but there is a tiebreaker in the rule set for Indy City Football. Are you familiar with it? For Compass Cup? For anything. And it ends, like, it's, you know, it's all the normal stuff. It's it's goal different. You know, you go through all the normal stats. But if there's still a tie, it says in the rules and has said in the rules for eight years that the, instead of a coin flip like the NFL does, or managers arm wrestle. Not kidding you. Hell yeah. Are these fine, are these games going to be on Wednesday night if we're moving them back, or are they going to be other nights? No, it's, it's Wednesday, August 4th. So it's all yep. Did yep. we? How many games do we have rained out? I recall two. There's, there's two weeks of okay. rain out. We rescheduled we'll one. Yeah, those were both games that I, uh, nights that I was supposed to work. So, you know, I want to note that my income is down this year because of those two <laughs> rain outs it, for points of discussion. Income looking like Garfield Park. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So there's no extension. Those games were built into the schedule? Yes, yeah. It'll be the same games that uh, were rained out week seven, same teams you'll be playing. Basically, um, the, the unscheduled week 12, which was always going to be the promo- promotion relegation game, has now been replaced with week seven rain out. Great. And then the promotion relegation game got moved to the 18th. Mm-hmm. Um, so we will have about two weeks to prepare to announce kind of what those standings are going to be. 
and maybe in a little bit here we can kind of talk about what the format is of that. No, we can we can jump right into that now. I right. mean, it's going to be. There's no rules. It's ICF. Well, okay. Dark. So yeah, yeah. So there's yeah. so so the re- so for those of you who know, this year we made a switch to two league standings. So the bottom f- or the top four of League Two in the week 12 are going to play the bottom four of League One. The winner of that game, and it will go to penalty kicks, it's treated as a playoff game, mm. will go to the first division and the loser will go to the second division. So how we're breaking it down this year, there's going to be four promotion relegation games. There's going to be one game each hour. And then if you're not in a promotion relegation game, you're going to be playing a game in your league. So if you're not in a promotion relegation spot in the first division, you will be playing another first division team week 12. If you are in not in a promotion relegation uh, position and you're in, le- in division two, you'll be playing a division two game. This way we can start to separate um, and have more games between like opponents to kind of separate, to make sure that the standings are reflective of like where you are. So like if you're in Irvington, for example, you've played a lot of teams in the first division. Week 12, you're gonna have an opportunity to maybe move up in the standings to kind of show where you actually should be by playing another team in League Two. And you get to go into the um, into the tournament in that spot. Yeah. Um, That's and, great. And just to kind of show you where we're doing the top eight is gonna be in their own group. The middle eight will be in a group and the bottom eight will be in a group. Correct. Yep. So. And this will all translate to the playoffs, which I think we can announce the schedule. Like we will be posting this on the website very shortly. Um, but the playoffs are going to be broken down into three weeks. Week one, if you are in the top four spot of either division, you will get a bye. So there will be eight. So there will be eight games week one. Um, there will be eight games week two, which mm-hmm. is be the quarterfinals. And then going into week three, the final week of the playoffs will be a semifinal. And then there will be a break. And then there will be the second division championship, and then the first division championship played at center field they'll be the only game going on and we highly encourage folks if you aren't even if you're not playing in those games if your team is already out come out support the league just enjoy just the fun game of of soccer that week yeah no it, it sounds like it's going to be amazing i'm really looking forward to it because the tables moved a lot last week with uh, broad ripple losing a lot of copos run losing and a lot of um teams like Southside winning on the other side we had north old north winning yes yes uh speedway picking up a tie against mass ave it really shook the table up so if you look at the standings right now and you're in the middle eight you may not be you may be in the top eight the bottom eight uh depending on how your next two weeks go so it's really important at this point uh to continue playing games, of course, but then going to any of the um, ICF challenge, any of the after parties, any of the... Um, the Volunteer events? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. that's the one. And I think the, the best example of this is Upper Downtown. Somehow Upper Downtown continuously is losing, which, love those folks, but they're not winning yep. many games. But they are currently leading the league in ICF points. They are the most in- engaged. And they have consistently, while losing, stayed in the upper division while teams above them have dropped to the lower division and teams below them have passed them. They have. But this is a, so this is just to show if, if you are a team aspiring for League One playoffs, there are so many opportunities that we've talked about on this podcast and we continue to talk about in those weekly emails to continue to move up in the standings. Mm-hmm. Speaking of those volunteer and transit and ICF standings, currently in first place in volunteer standings, upper downtown. Transit, first place, Near East United. 
social Southside Soccer Club. Woo. Mostly due to how fun they are. Yeah. We have here are the total rankings for the top three in citizen points total. We have Upper Downtown, Southside Soccer, Broad Ripple City. In last place, we like to call them out to continue to encourage them to do things. Um, Old Speedway City is third from last. Martindale AFC second from last. And finally getting their first points of the season because they're starting to get worried about the end of the season. Congratulations, Sporting here in Morton, on finally doing something. Finally submitted a and, major, and major now, survey at the end of the season. And I have to say, just in case they are listening, they, you heard Jordan talk about it. They do stuff. I've never seen it actually happen. But, you know, he says they do stuff. They just don't uh, submit the points. So, hey, congratulations. They submitted points. We've got a lot happening around town this week. Yeah, yeah, let's talk about what's going around uh, downtown or around town, Indianapolis, yeah. anywhere. There is an Indie Shorts International Film Festival. You can check it out at heartlandfilm.org. It's July 20th through 25th. Hey, that's today. Garfield Park Movie Night. Well, I just want to make Go a ahead. quick shout out do to it. this. Uh, do it, do it. Uh, the film festival. Mm-hmm. A lot of the movies are going to be shown at the living room theater at mm-hmm. the garage. And if you have not been there, Probably some of like the best hospitality I've ever gotten from like a movie theater. Like, there's multiple people there to like ask you, like, how did you find out about us? Like, what can we do better and stuff like that. Most movie theaters are just like, gross. Just yeah, they just funnel <laughs> you in. But I've had truly great experiences from the couple movies I've gone at the living room theater. So I would strongly recommend. Where's that located? Um, the north side of Mass Ave at oh, okay. the garage where oh, like 10th and Mass yeah, Ave yeah. 10th new, and Mass uh, Ave so I would strongly recommend if you have an opportunity you know check out the uh, Heartland heartlandfilm.org for mm-hmm. all the lists of all the movies uh, that were, were the, that are going on in Indy um, if one of them happens to be at the that you want to see happens to be at the uh, living room theater I strongly recommend going to it it's a great experience. It's a neat place, that whole garage setup. We've been there a couple times. My daughters allow me to go there despite the fact I'm over 30. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, I mean, no, we don't want you to be seen there. Please, you'll, you'll you know, cool, harsh their buzz or whatever it is they say. <laughs> and uh, no, but oh, it's fabulous. The whole area is just tremendous. We've been to the garage and the, uh, it's fun. Very fun. Fun stuff. Yep, even for the demented. We've got a um, Garfield Park movie night this week. It's Aladdin, the 2019 version. If you haven't seen it yet, like me, maybe show up. It's uh, on the 23rd at 9 p.m. Can you see that from your house? I can't see it, but I can hear it. An Aladdin movie without Robin Williams say it's not so. Yeah. But it has Will Smith. Will Smith. Ah, I'm pretty sure Will Smith is the genie. Um, That's right. That's right. Is there uh, anything, else, anything else going on this weekend? Yeah, the Indians are in town all week. Um, I put this on here, and I did go outside of the city limits because this is so fascinating to me. Chicago the Musical is playing oh. this week at the Phoenix downtown, their outdoor theater. Chicago the Band is playing at Roof Mortgage Center. Ooh. Really? At the... Overlapping, both are on the 23rd. Dang. But Chicago, the musical, which I love, is going to be here the 22nd through the 24th at the park at the Phoenix. And that's what we've got going this week. That's great. India is a great place to be, especially now with COVID lifting. You yeah. Know, it's, it's yes, for sure. Yes, yes. I'm trying to think of the other juicy things we wanted to talk about. Also, strongly you. encourage if you have been vaccinated yet, get vaccinated get to vac- uh, help us keep doing, able to do things outside because um, 
keep an eye on the news. There's some cities across the country that are struggling. They're starting mm-hmm. to go back in some of this lockdown. I know all of us are having a blast playing soccer, going to social after parties, going to movies in the park. Do your part. We talk about risk versus benefit. That's the beauty or, or detriment of being a doctor. Risk versus benefit. And I will tell you unabashedly that the benefit far outweighs the risk. We're seeing stories of, and you know, people not getting it. And then, you know, how many stories on Google News? You know, I regret, I regret, I don't regret. Get the shot. I'm science a total limp solid. and I didn't even feel it. Yeah. Yeah. The science is solid. It's, it's for good everyone. Stuff. I did a couple windmills the next day, and I know some people said they had a sore arm, but I just swung that sucker a few times, and I felt good the next day. <laughs> you know, it's like sore shoulder versus ultimate death. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's yeah, an easy I'll decision yeah, for I'll docs to make. Yeah. Are you ready to move on to some other sports talk that's not soccer-based? Yeah, I guess we... Is there such a thing? We always pretend to be interested about the NBA Finals, so tell us where we are with that. Uh, the Bucks are up 3-2 to two over the Suns. And I will try to tie that into soccer because owner of the Bucks is also the owner of my soccer club, Aston Villa. Cool. Who always wears an Aston Villa hoodie. Or a polo. Neat. I was hoping you were going to take that into the CONACAF Gold Cup updates, but you didn't, so... I will continue into the, the CONCACAF Gold Cup oh my uh, gosh. updates. So um, this week wraps up the group stages, but as of, as of the recording, uh, U.S., Mexico, and Canada are all in the knockout stage. It looks like if I was a betting man, we're going to get a Mexico-Canada semifinal, and then a U.S. would play the winner of that game. Um, but U.S. got to do a little bit better because last night they played a defeated or like a deplenish or Whatever the word is. They did, Canada didn't have their full team. You didn't even get only. close enough for us to guess what that word yeah. I'm just joking. <laughs> we all just kept looking at you. Uh, three beers in at the tap room. Thank you so much for the beers tonight. And um, $3 then went to Goals for Kids. Am I right? Yeah. These beers are yeah. goals for... I always get the name wrong. It's beers for goals. Yeah. Beers yeah. for kids? Beers and, no, beers beers for goals. and beers shots. For goals. Beers and children. Yeah. We're raising money for goals for children. By drinking. By drinking. Beer. It's so simple. Or cocktails. Well, where you, depending on where you are, yes. Here mm-hmm. at a tap room, you can drink beer. Yep. So we've got the Olympics coming up. I love the Olympics. It's not going to be much of an Olympics. Yeah. What are your, Carrie, what's your opinion on the Should hammer they happen throw? this year? No. No, no, no. The Japanese Olympic organization built uh, cardboard beds. I the saw goal this. was if two people get on the bed, it will collapse to prevent... Um, cohabitation. Cohabitation. I, I, and hey, it's after dark. It's Olympic sex, They're guys. also yeah. like all, I've read all these wild stories about these like wild sex you parties in Olympic Village. Because they're so fit. They're all hot. They're in the prime of their lives. But now they'll collapse their bed. That and, is, and, and I don't question, like that. Yeah, but my, my wife, Shelby, had a great question. What if you're like a rugby player or like a like a shot put yeah. person. Yeah. Are you not taking that bed out by yourself? Yeah. These are adults, and, and my own opinion is, you know, you, you come concomitant with the warnings and the knowledge and whatever. It's like, you know what? Be careful, period. And I'm more worried about the COVID transmission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. still think IOC should have said, we're going to make this real easy. If, if the word Olympic appears anywhere in your history, get the shot. Yeah. Period, yes. end mm-hmm. of discussion. And then we don't have to worry about this. To be seeing all these Olympic athletes not going because of COVID presence is just disingenuous. It's, it's disappointing. It yeah, would be very easy to say, the Olympics mandate that you have a shot. Period. That's it. We, we had a couple... Fact, Couple Sad. of folks for Team USA, Coco Goff, who was one of our best tennis players, uh, trying to compete for gold medal, had to pull out because she got COVID. Sad. Um, I think Bradley Beal for the men's basketball team had to pull out because he had COVID. No as reason. Well. 
no reason. I mean, other than the obvious reason, just very disappointing. So here's the deal. You know, this is this is the correct thing to do. The science is behind it. Get the shot, and then we don't have to worry about even the J&J, yeah. 69%. Something is better than nothing. Mm -hmm. and, and so now these people that are extraordinary athletes that have a chance to shine on the international stage, that have a chance to live up to their talents to full fruition, they stay in home, period, end of discussion. Sad. Yeah. Or years later, we'll talk to you. Hey, Cole. Who's going to win the surfing gold medal? Uh, some dude with the last name Kelly. Carrie, sport climbing. What? It's, these are all new Olympic sports this <laughs> year. Who's going to win gold in sport um, climbing? The guy from the movie. Just give me a country. The dude that cut his arm off? The United States. Probably. Safe, safe choice. Skateboarding Always dog? a safe choice. Skateboarding, uh, you know, I would say Tony Hawk, yep. but unfortunately Tony, <laughs> Tony Hawk is old and ancient and decrepit much as myself. I'm going so. Naj Houston. Who's the guy that does ridiculousness? Rob Deerdeck, he's also old as... I love yeah. Rob Deerdeck. Yeah. <laughs> I would vote for him, no question, for president. He's so cool. <laughs> However, that oh, ditzy man. blonde on there, you know, what's her name? Uh, yeah, Chanel pass. West Coast. Chanel, pass, pass. She actually has a career, believe it or not. I looked her up on a bet. What else does she do? Oh, my God. She's a, she's a signed singer to Young Money. She has an album. She has a song called "Eat My Cookie." Oh, I don't like that. that Ooh, that's our funny. outro music today, right? <laughs> I'm just yeah. impressed that every time you see her, her hair changes length and color. But every her, time. But her. Uh, like. But her laugh stays the same. It does. It does. <laughs> yeah, no. But Rob Deerdeck would be, and Tony Hawk second would be for the skateboard. No question about it. Age outweighs talent. Yeah. We've got some hockey news this week. Carrie. I'm so excited. It is expansion What's draft cracking? week. What's cracking? Um, the players, the teams had to release um, their protected player lists over the weekend. Mm -hmm. um, some big surprises around the league, some not. Where's yeah. Gretchen? Can you, can you explain what like a protected player list is for yeah. those who don't know? Yes. Yeah. So um, whenever there are expansion teams in the NHL now, they just recently have started doing this. Um, every team is allowed to protect a certain amount of players. And there's two different options about the makeup of those players. We don't have to go into that. Um, and those players cannot be drafted in the expansion draft. Other players can. <laughs> um, so some teams protect youth. Some teams protect their stars. Some teams like to make a few gambles. Um, and I believe the Kraken can only pick one player from each team in this draft, correct? It's either one or two. Yeah. But it, 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 is, it definitely is a limit. You can't just say, right, like, you can't just say like, Tampa Bay, yeah. we're going to take all your players that <laughs> didn't, you didn't protect. Did you feel like as a Blackhawks fan there were any big surprises? Um, not necessarily. I didn't actually, to be honest with you, I didn't even look at who I mean, the Blackhawks protected right? because they've been bad for a <laughs> yeah. while. Um, but I was extremely excited that Blackhawks were finally able to get rid of Duncan Keith. He Bless. was 38. He signed like a 10-year contract after they won the third Stanley Cup, which, and, thank you, Duncan. And You're Montreal retains his, or Edmonton, where do you Edmonton. Edmonton retains his salary. Yes, that was the biggest thing. because That's insane. When the Blackhawks won three cups in a row, they locked down their players. Things happened, and then you pay the same guy seven, five, seven years later, ten million, when they might be worth two on the open market, and you just can't get rid of the contract. Mm -hmm. Hawks are finally able to get rid of uh, Keith. I believe they got rid of Seabrook earlier in the year. So now we're and Sharp retired. So now it's like. Kane and Taze. Sounds like Taze is back after he had to sit out last year because of, a, of an illness. 
So they got money to finally spend on some young players build towards the future. I saw some simulations run with the potential best case scenario Kraken team based off of the expansion draft and who is available. And um, they're projected to be like first or second. I saw something where they would, there's a chance that they will draft seven Tylers. I also saw Ooh. that. A team they might Tylers. change their name to the Seattle Tylers. <laughs> who wants to tell us about Novus from Latvia? Well, I only added this because uh, we have a big following in Lithuania, and Latvia's in the same region. They're close. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's just talk about Iowa because we're in Indiana, and it happens to be close. Uh, Tell us about it. <laughs> uh, it's not exactly like that, but similar. So in Iowa, we have a lot of corn, more corn than Indiana. Um, what we, else about we, Iowa? Are you from Iowa? No. Okay. I don't, I don't think I know anyone from Iowa. Mm-mm. I do. Who do you know from Iowa? Several people. Are we talking about Iowa? Or are we going to talk about Novus? Tell me about Novus. Guys, I'm going to have to pee soon, so we got to, like, originating in Northern Europe. Novus was supposedly modified from Billards for those traveling by boat. It's now the national sport of Latvia. And uh, any of my Lithuania listeners here uh, can confirm that, please. I know you guys aren't the same. You're close. It's in the same region. Um, It's a mixture of air hockey and snooker. Uh, There was a picture that I cannot add, and it doesn't really matter because we're on the radio or on podcast or wherever you're listening to us. And we'll transition that into Indy City Football League is now going to be announcing a Indy City Novus League for the winter season. <laughs> we just got to get those Novus tables. Got to get those. We can get a sponsor for those, I think. He's got to um, find If them. you're interested and you're driving through Indy and you would like to sponsor the Indy City Novus League, mm-hmm. please let us know. Um, we got to check in as we do with our early season predictions. Carrie, uh, who did you pick? I had Real Fletcher place winning, taking it all. Now... Hey, good news. Yeah. They're in the top league. I know. So they did pull off a big upset against Atletico Pogues Run. They did. They did. They were so excited. There was It was a big win for them. Atletico um, Pogues Run is Cole's pick. Who I picked two days ago. No. <laughs> Who picked eighth? Was that I you? Yeah. I thought it was like week two or three. Week three. We'll week call three. it Cole week or three. Or week four. I, but yeah. They still looked early. good. I know they were missing some players, and um, but they looked good. Uh, Pogues, I appreciate if you stop trying to make a run for my social trophy or our social trophy. So you gotta do, um, you gotta do something. What they did with the uh, Rogues Pun Instagram account. They're I, always out and about. I am honestly buying tickets for my team now just so we'll get in the 11 points. <laughs> like I, I will spend money to win this trophy. You're gonna have one of those suits where it's like five of you, and like as you walk, they all kind of move yep. mannequins and. <laughs> Oh, like, they're all in Southside Soccer Club jerseys. Yeah. Um, Jason, how's your pick doing? Sporting Heron Morton. They're sitting second right now, and uh, they're they're a good solid pick if uh, Hallville can't win it all. Love they're it. finally submitting transit. They're finally submitting their manager points. Too, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, mm-hmm. be careful. Carrie's soccer terms. Yeah. Hoofing the ball. Do we know what that means? Do you know what that means? No, I don't. That's why I'm asking. I know, but you've been pretty good at guessing these, so. It seems to me like it has to do with a horse, so it seems uh, to me like you would kick back. Backwards, like in this motion. Yeah, I don't know what this is. Can someone Google it? I'm just Google it. I'm not trying to stump you guys. I just assume these are things that everyone knows. 
hoofing the ball. I mean, it almost sounds like running with it, but... You step on top of it. When we say someone hoofed the ball, we mean they kicked it, usually from a defense a long way, into the opposition half with no purpose. Oh, okay. <laughs> a Hail Mary so kick. clearing it. It's a clearance. Yeah, it's a clearance. It. It clears the ball. Yeah, it's a clearance. Yeah. Kara, are you drinking anything tonight? I'm having a seltzer from Boulevard. It's delicious. I forget the name of the beer I was drinking, but hey, you know what? What's important about this segment? We are at a tap room in Fall Creek. Every Monday. Every Monday. 5.30. We, yeah, about 5.30. We're here at 5.30. Uh, yeah, we're, we, we usually start recording around 5.30. Uh, you can come earn points for being here. A um, dollar for every pint sold goes to Beers for Kids. And... Um, I mean, why not be here? If you're looking for some extra points, this is a great chance to come and get some extra points. So I want to shout out to Garfield, Hawville, Southside, Midtown, Old North, all for representing themselves. And Speedway City. Yep. He's an unofficial. <laughs> He's an unofficial official member of Speedway. Um, Are there other things you want to talk about? I uh, would love to hear about what happened in The Bachelor on Monday. So this is Carrie's. Go ahead and introduce it, Carrie. It's my 30-second bachelor recap. So it'll be 30 seconds recapping the bachelor. Hunter was overly confident. Everybody hates him. She sent Connor the cat home, and even though she was sad, he was also sad, but he was still supportive of her because he's the sweetest. She made out with Blake right after that because she was horny. The guy who looked like the guy from Goodbellows got sent home. She pulled a slick one on Hunter and acted like she was going to give him a rose and then didn't. And she kept Justin somehow, which I was pleasantly surprised. You got seven more seconds. Don't need it. Damn. You really have to get out of here, don't you? I have to pee and I have to go watch The Bachelor. <laughs> so we can have this segment next week, right? Yeah. Thank you, guys. I thought this was a really pleasurable night of podcasting. Pleasurable night of podcasting. I hope What's-Her-Face has a pleasurable night. What's her name? Katie Thurston. Katie Thurston. Hope you have a great night. Katie Thurston. That's The Bachelorette for those of you who are unfamiliar and just think that Cole's being a creep. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. This was, right. this was fun. Thank you for listening, everybody. We will catch you another week and another time on the same podcast. See you at the end tonight. See you later. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood. A beautiful day. You've been listening to Indy City Football Live. Join us at a tap room Mondays at 5.30 p.m. for a live recording. Indy City Football players get extra points, can earn prizes, and have a good time. As always, don't add us at Indy City Football on Twitter and catch new episodes live on WQRT-FM 99.1 Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. Join your neighborhood team or learn more at IndyCityFootball.com. Indy City Football is neighborhood soccer for good. Would you be mine? Would you be mine? Would you be my neighbor? Won't you play? Won't you play? Please, won't you be my Bye.